0: Welcome to the Faith for All podcast. This week, we are presenting a Faith for All discussion podcast, where members of Cross of Glory discuss a topic we find interesting, spiritually uplifting, or generally important. Today's topic of discussion is Dungeons and Dragons and God. Let's join the discussion.
1: So welcome back to the second episode of Dungeons and Dragons and God, oh my. I'm here with the kids from the Kids Dungeons and Dragons group. So we're going to talk to them for a little bit.
2: My name is Sam. My character's name is Ben. Um, he's very brave and he likes to fight and kill monsters.
1: And what do you like about Dungeon? What's your favorite
2: thing? We get to murder monsters. All right, cool. All right, who's next?
3: Hello, my name is Sunil.
2: Um,
1: what
3: your character's name? My My character's name is Arnis. Um, D&D helps me uh, connect on a religious level as also on a social level. Um, I get to meet other people and alert and uh, d is an initiating game using problem-solving and puzzle mapping.
1: Cool. That's a future Dungeon Master you're speaking there. All right, say your first name
4: and your character's name. Um, my name is Brendan, and my character's name is Frank. My character is a barbarian, who is also a dwarf. He's a barbarian! He's, oh, he's actually a dwarf, but he's a barbarian. I, I don't know how to explain that. He's a garden elf. You're a garden elf.
1: <laughs> and what do you like about Dungeons &
4: Dragons? Um, It's fun because I can get together with a lot of the peopleses who go to Dungeons and & Dragons, and then we get to... Murder monsters and also, um, we get weapons. Um, and
1: why do you murder them?
4: Because they try to murder me. Oh, they're bad, right? Yes. Evie. Mm-hmm. Evor. Um, and. No, it's turn.
1: Okay. So name. <laughs> So, your name and your character's
4: name. <laughs> my name is Freya,
5: and my character's name is Nightspeed, and I like killing monsters because it helps me conquer my fears of spiders.
1: Okay. And what else do you like
5: about Uh I like to meet other people. And... That's it. Okay.
1: So, does anyone want to tell me their favorite story about playing Dungeons & Dragons? Okay. Let's go over here.
2: I once got eaten by a treasure chest and everyone was panicking and then one person um, killed the treasure chest while it was eating a six foot man. That was me. And then, and, then, and then I got out the treasure chest.
1: And what was the treasure chest really?
2: It was a mimic.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay.
3: We were fighting a giant spider and Thunk got wrapped up in its web and I had to cut it from like for
4: three three. Um I remember the time when we were fighting skeletons and then so I had a spear and and two skeletons are in a row. So I threw the spear really hard. So it so it so it we went through one guy's head and stabbed into another guy's head and then stabbed into another skeleton's eyeball. And then I killed two of the one and then I killed two of them. Give a story. Oh, uh, one one
5: time we opened a locked door and there was a huge spider. And then, Thunk um, walks in and then got stuck in the web. And then I tried to cut it. Um, I try to cut him loose. And then I missed a few times. And then I got stuck. And then I got cut out. And then I couldn't cut him out. And I, And then some, and then um, Arnis cut him out.
1: All right, we've we've heard from Thunk a couple of times, so let's talk to Thunk.
5: <laughs>
1: what's what's your name and your
0: character? Uh my name is Pinoch. my character is Thunk. Um Yeah, I don't enjoy getting hit in the back with spears from my own teammates. I enjoy I do enjoy Dungeons and Dragons, um the collaborativeness of watching these kids play. is is pretty enjoyable watching them,
2: the creative spirit go.
1: Alright, does anybody else have anything they wanna add?
2: If I was Thunk, I'd be really sad.
1: Why would you be sad?
2: Because he gets um he gets injured a lot. Yeah, he
5: does. So do I. <laughs> if I was Thunk, I would have been dead because how many times he has been
4: um in danger
5: by animals that we encounter.
4: Um I also remember the time where where there were zombies like surrounding us and it was so scared I just broke a window and jumped out.
0: <laughs> out of the second floor, right?
4: Yeah, and I took like eight points of damage or something. And then I climbed back up and back up. Is it safe?
3: Um well um well Ben was stuck inside the mimic to get him to um, to more collect its eyeball, I tore its eyeball out, and inadvertently saved him. <laughs> Who's that? Um, not directly saving them, that wasn't your main... Yeah, accidentally.
2: I, um, oh yeah, I remember when, uh, Arnest, uh, Arnes through um did a spider, um, web all over zombies, and we, and it took even longer to kill them. The is in
4: your way. Yes. And then Thunk gets stuck in it again. <laughs> <laughs> thunk gets clumsy. Of spiders. I agree with that. Right, anybody
6: else? Dad, yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, I uh, enjoy playing in this group because you can see even now, like even though we're not currently playing. The, the life of the adventure outside the game is almost as much fun as the game itself.
1: What's your
6: character? Oh, uh, yeah, that's us see. I'm Andy, I also am in the adult game, but in the, child, in the children's game, I play, oh shoot, what is my name? Brennan. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I play, I, play, uh, I play a healer named Nigel. All
1: right, anybody else want to say anything?
3: One time we were in a cave with a river. Uh, we spent we sent Night Speed up to spy. Yet for three, um, almost three times in a row, we had to take her out of the river because she fell in. Oh no! I did that.
4: We, yeah, we, did that. we. No, I, I did it multiple times. Like, so, so the one time I, I, picked her up and I set her down. And the second time, I picked her up and threw her.
1: <laughs> All right. Anybody else?
5: Uh, so, when I fell down the first time down the river, um, he had to pick me up and set me on the ground and then I went back down. And then I fell in the river again, and then he had to pick me up and then he threw me instead of putting me down. And then I fell again, and then he just picked me up and threw me against the wall.
4: <laughs> I would have kicked you the next time.
1: <laughs> <Good enough. laughs> Alright, well thank you all for your time. And uh, hopefully we'll get together and play again soon. And now let's rejoin the adult conversation. But I guess I guess the next question, because this is a, a you know this is a church person and this is a Christian con- context, should Christians actually be playing Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, you know, in the Bible it says not to associate with magic users or mediums, and uh, you know, basically the characters that that we all play are the characters the. The Bible says we shouldn't be doing. So I mean, is that is that something that we should? Is there something? Is it something we should be aware of? I hate to be the one that says it, but
7: the Bible says a lot of things. <laughs> uh, the Bible tells you how to treat slaves. Well, it's okay to have a slave. Slaves, there, there's people hunt and pick their favorite things in the Bible and all that. I, I, I kind of I've said this before, and I. have Anger people. I separate religion and faith from what the Bible is. Um, that's not a very popular Christian thing to say, but I keep them quite separate. From a biblical point of view, yeah, you probably got something there. You know, it does say you know, magic and, and, and a lot of other things you gotta avoid. From which to live. Yes. From a human Christian guy of faith. I don't have any problem whatsoever with this kind of stuff. How do you reconcile it to I have idea? But I don't ever take the Bible as black and white. It's very, very gray.
8: I, you know, I uh, am a little more of a Bible reader. Because I find that there's there's it, uh, as long as you understand that there's certain context and, and certain things were written to certain people to address certain situations, I, I think there's a lot of great truth there. Um, I also have to point out that. Being in a game where you're pretending or playing or doing whatever is, you know, no more mentally uh, taxing than reading about David's infidelity or Noah's drinking or, you know, I mean, there's so many, so many examples in the Bible of, of things that you should never, never suffer, uh, so to speak. Yet... If you read the story, you are literally right there suffering that person's uh, life or situation. You know, uh, David's lust as, as an example. Adam's uh, not you, Adam, uh, <laughs> but uh, Adam's uh, you know greed or uh, however you want to look at his his attempt to get the uh, knowledge uh, from the, um, the tree of knowledge. Yeah. So I think that. Just simply playing the game has nothing to do with actually being a magic user or actually, um, you know, <laughs> real are, Yeah. or 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 literally fighting somebody. Uh, you know, I mean, that's not that's not what the game is. The game is a cooperative venture between you know a handful of like-minded people. So. And if you want to
2: relate what Dungeons and Dragons does versus religion or the Bible or things like that, I think one thing that you have to look at is what are some of the great general concepts that come out of the Bible. Uh, The word that we've been using before was fellowship, bringing people together. Uh, Also, Jesus's whole public life was being aware helping, understanding those who are less fortunate than the rest of mankind, working together, trying to solve problems, looking at people's people for the good in them and that's what, Dungeons and Dragons is all about too. I mean, when we look at our group, we're looking at our different strengths. We're looking at our weaknesses too, and we're able to play Dungeons and Dragons in a way where we're able to uh, build on those strengths and help others with their weaknesses. And if you, that's how I would look at that with how it means what it means to be a christian or sharing wealth sharing this sharing giving something of you meaning when you play dungeons and dragons you accumulate wealth you accumulate gold and when we come up to a problem or something that we have to overcome and it costs money or gold pieces to do that we look at the group and say is this something that's gonna benefit us in the long run and we share what we have with each other so we could be a better group or better better person to make us a better group to overcome whatever task is at hand. So I, I think that's a lot of what the Bible is the message of the Bible, message of what religion is all about is to make the community, the group the better no matter what our differences what of whatever our strengths are and we're we're in this together so let's make the best of it and help each other out and i think in part because we're christians
9: we probably play a cleaner version of the game than maybe others might play so i think that's that's part of it um you know jeff I remember like meeting with him in the church before I started making my character, and he's like, "There's a couple of rules, and the rules are very simple. You can't be an evil character, you know, and it, and you know it's it's kind of a cooperative, right? So we're all you know we're all working together, and you know I could see how the game could lend itself to something different than that, but I think because we're of a similar mind, or we're coming together as a group from you know from a church and or, or you know from friendships from the past and all that um, that we treat this in a way that's um, I think a positive experience for everyone and um, I, you know, I think that's a, a testament to the group and the direction and all that but you know it's. We're having fun, and, you know. We're a group of people having fun together, and I think that's what this is is all about. And that's that's my biggest takeaway. Is it's a good time. Yeah. We get together, we have fun. And I think that uh, if you go down the path of Christianity, you definitely see
8: that uh, Jesus uh, really promoted working together a lot. I mean, and the benefits of fellowship for everything from you know pray with me in the garden to. Uh, feeding the five thousand. No, you guys, you collect all the stuff. And we'll bring it all together, and then we will all be able to feed the five thousand. I'm going
7: to walk around myself personally and do this because it is about a cooperative. It is about a
8: group effort. Um, what we we call a church, which is just a group of
6: people acting on a common good. Um, so. I wanted to go ahead and take the flip side of something that Adam said, where uh, you know we sort of have a—I it, guess it's not an informal—it's a formal rule—just because we are representing a church community, we made the rule to not allow an evil character. Not that there's anything wrong with that; it is—it's perfectly acceptable to pretend to be evil once in a while. It, you know, every movie you've ever watched has an evil villain played by a normal guy or girl or whatever, normal person. Uh, because it's useful it's also fun but it's useful to explore the motivations of the bad guy a lot of times you know unfortunately I just got my, I got Dr. Evil in my head and he's he's the worst example of it but the bad guy is the hero of his movie he's doing the right thing he's he's uh, Thanos is killing half the universe so that we don't waste all our resources you know there's there's a good reason behind the evil thing that happens it's it's worth gaming that out yeah.
10: Yeah. And sometimes beyond that, too, they're like smaller things, uh, definitely not direct evil, could be open to interpretation, too, because everybody sitting here has really learned that, like, thou is not to steal. But my character being a little bit chaotic and having a rougher upbringing. Um, thinks it's morally okay under certain circumstances that if somebody does not need this as much as i might need it or somebody else might need it then by all means but i've also seen and agree with that in my own life too like when people are like unable to put food on the table and they'll do what they got to do.
7: yeah real quick to jump on something you said andy yeah He's nothing, another thing to, to prove just how much of a science fiction or fantasy geek I am. I was just watching Excalibur for the first time in a uh, number of years. And just, all right, and I actually was seated with my dad in the theaters a million years ago, and I've watched that a bunch of times. But there's a scene in there where Merlin was being drilled by. Uh, um, uh, King Arthur leaving the supper table the, the round table and uh, he goes Merlin where where is the evil gone have we vanquished it or stuff like that and Merlin goes good and evil you never have one without the other <laughs> and that's the first thing that comes to my head about you, you, your comment about there's something wrong about being evil when you're playing around like that right you, uh, evil folks in movies uh, who's your favorite character in Star Wars most people are going to say Darth Vader there is a huge contention to that yeah absolutely uh, okay is people that dress bad? up they dress up as Storm Troopers. Yeah, it, yeah as it's a lifestyle uh, choice. No, it's, yeah, I, it's, it's you got to kind of divorce once again fantasy from reality here. But the, the, the idea that I forgot you even had that rule about no evil characters—I <laughs> just didn't gravitate that way. Just because I didn't—I forgot you even had that rule. But you're right. But it's funny because all of us have a few tendencies still down that route anyways. And that's kind of more- I, just, I didn't even know about the rule and I picked a neutral character. I could not create an evil
8: character. I just couldn't see myself being able to pull that off um, because that, that's just too many steps away from how I would act. You're looking at me like, no, I can see you acting that way, but I honestly, I would <laughs> not.
1: Um, yeah, so. So what I'm kind of hearing is that there's a difference between the Bible, where the people in the Bible, Believed that mediums and magic are real, mm-hmm. and a fantasy world where it's just that fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so role playing is cooperative, but you're in, but you're individuals. Everyone brings their own stuff to the table. So I guess the question is. And and what I'm thinking about here, and I didn't write this question down because I just thought of it now, so I'm struggling through the wording here. In Acts, they talk about how how the disciples lived together, they shared their money with each other. This is the first group that I've ever seen, and I've been in a bunch of them, where you guys have a shared bank that all the gold goes into all the bag of holding <laughs> that gold, that, that, all the gold goes into but you're all individuals so how do you guys see yourselves working together how does your group all fit together and if there's no answers I can cut that question <laughs> <laughs> I would say first of all the bag of holding in which we used to keep our common goods mm-hmm. that was presented to
2: us it was a find very early on <laughs> As you ask that question, I don't know how we would be in the way of sharing commonwealth and things like that if we did not have the bag of folding. So did that cause us to go down that road because it was a way early on? To set up our group and how we would word, would go about doing things, because I think it would have been very very different if we didn't have that. I can, and I think we, that, that's a weird observation.
6: Because the bag of holding was specifically given to my character before we started playing. It was like it's part of my character's backstory. Mm-hmm. It's like it's literally on the sheet that that Jeff Anderson printed. It's, it's right there right 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 at the bottom, and you get a bag of folding. Right.
7: Mm-hmm. So we naturally just picked up. Let's just throw all our. Let's stuff. just throw all our junk in. Yes. Share the money and everything else. Even the money that uh, your character steals. Of.
2: <laughs> Not all of it, but most of it goes into that bag. Yeah. And, and uh, let me. Um, and, and some of it comes out of the bag too. Some of it comes out of <laughs> the bag. So, but you you notice you'll notice that
8: the character has asked
2: you all the time. Always
8: yes. Always ask you about the money. Um, and from a character point of view, because this kind of goes a, a little bit against Instagram, but I also look at Che is looking for the big payout. So my character's looking for the big payout, so he's not worried about the little nickel-dime stuff, and he doesn't want to carry it around.
7: <laughs> I knew that already, no doubt about yeah. that, so yes. So i very aware that gold is heavy. So sharing in this context is very much the character. Uh, uh, right, and, and that's only because I had to kind of put it, in, I had to justify
8: why he's not carrying around his own money, or trying to take everybody else's. Which he shouldn't, I just, I just can't. But going back to the original
2: question, I think even if we didn't have the bag of holding, I think we would still on some level be sharing resources and being able to use our collective individual gold items, whatever we have for the common good too. I I think that would have been still something that we would have been doing. It may, may, may look different than what we're actually playing out right now with the characters and what we have, but I think it's something that we still would have went down and used that as a journey because um,
6: it, it, it's part of how this group is developed. I think. But I, yeah. I, I think it's it's a game mechanic that presented us with that opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's not necessarily written in stone that the the group has to work as a functional unit, but even, even despite our differences that was where we all sort of went it kind of came naturally yeah even you know even with a, a goofy quasi neutral
9: character mm-hmm. yeah even they recognize the value of community and for me it's it kind of interesting cuz i came into the game you guys had already been playing for I think, several months uh, when i started so and i didn't know any of you in life let alone in the game (laughs) so you know i'm trying to remember your names i'm trying to remember your character names i'm trying to get involved in a story that's been going on for months that i don't know anything about and um learn how you guys react to things so I spent like the first several sessions I just like okay um, what is the tendency and there's a couple of pacifists we've got a rogue that just wants the money and you know this paladin character that's you know holier than thou seeming in a lot of ways and and everything in between so like I, I spent so much time like well how do I find my place in this and not disrupt what's already established so like I had to See, so, yeah, be thoughtful about it, but I did have to kind of like, all right? Where do I fit in here to help the group and still like let the group be the group and not, you know, try to like come in and you know change the dynamics for all of us. So, um, thankfully, you guys are all gracious and let me kind of slide in and um, participate. But yeah, I mean, that was that was a part of it when I started was trying to figure out like what are these guys all doing and why are they doing it this way. So
2: yeah, it, was, it, it took a while, but yeah would be some of the fun for me at least. Let's provide an interesting dynamic too because I think as we have developed our characters and as we play them out, I know certainly in my respect too, I think we have spent so much time trying to understand each other and trying to do what's good for the whole group that we fall into pitfalls at times where we get stuck. We don't know how to proceed sometimes. Somebody desperately needs to take the lead at some point sometimes but none of us <laughs> seemingly, seemingly we don't want to do it at some certain times I mean we have problems that we come across that we're spinning our wheels over and over and I think that's part of what we're trying to get the collective group, the collective and sometimes somebody just has to take the lead and I think we're still trying to understand that aspect of it and it, it, it's an, that's a very interesting dynamic that comes out with this as well yeah, I agree I think that's super interesting I think we talked about this a little bit
9: before we played a couple weeks back too it was about how we played the game when we were younger or first playing it and then how we play it today and it's <laughs> the kid versus the dad mentality or you know that type of thing and I remember like being 12 or 13 and playing and it was just like alright where's the next monster line them up <laughs> my sword ready and just line them up and, and that's how we played and yeah today there's you know in, in this game there's just so much more risk aversion, risk aversion <laughs> to you know like we avoid as much stuff as we head into and and that's just been an interesting dynamic and i think it's because of our probably shared experience of being adults and and thinking along those lines uh but it's it's just been a complete interesting um uh, kind of observation about this is that we just approach it completely differently than we may have uh, when we first started playing, you know, most of us for years and years ago.
2: So as we move forward from here, as we all put that out on the table... Do you think we'll change our approach a little bit as we go into our next session or two? I don't know. We'll see.
8: You know what? um, One thing is, as a young person playing
2: this game versus as, as an adult playing this game,
8: the risk aversion has opened us up more to negotiating our way out of situations and discussing our way out of situations. So playing that game mechanic, which is a great game mechanic and one one of the uh, foundations of uh, Dungeons Dragons uh, and good role-playing games like that, um, has allowed us to see a different side of the game. And we're uh, incorporating skills that, honestly... Seventeen-year-old Todd did not have the ability to negotiate his way out of a paper bag, let alone talk to a green dragon and convince it to move. So, well, we're actually over time. Cantrips? No, next week we do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's been doing research. <laughs> I did like a ton reading. Now this, now I've already got a phone. It doesn't. <laughs> I've done zero reading get that.
7: So. <laughs> let's go around with final words final words so so dnd yeah you know, I'll, I'll repeat something that's been said a bunch of times i don't look at dnd as a uh, whether that's okay with it or anything like that i see what where i see god in something like dnd or any kind of game like this I'm gonna use that old word fellowship again. It's, it's, it's bringing friends together. It's, it's getting to you know, meet new people, make new friends, hanging out. That's where I see God, right? It's, it's all that stuff. Yeah. Bringing the game, yeah, that's just a little bit of evil fun. That, that's, yeah. you know, the game itself in my head, any game, I don't hold Dungeons & Dragons different than any other game. Mm-hmm. And it's just about having fun, right? right? It's, the, it's the who you're having fun with is where I see God
2: i just take what you said a step further, too. Not only does it allow people to come together and enjoy each other's company, enjoy the game itself, but it also does allow you to be a little bit somebody different than who you usually are on a day-to-day basis, too. So it opens up your imagination, your creativity a little bit, and it allows you to just get away from, I said this earlier, get away from the real world for a period of time and just be able to have some fun with people and enjoy life and uh, be somebody who you know might not be today and just uh, keep yourself balanced I think
9: yeah for me this has been a great experience I mean, starting, starting new at the beginning of the year at the church didn't know anyone um, you know we had family in this area but didn't you know have any real friends to speak of or whatever so um seeing, you know, this D&D game pop up on the church uh, announcements was like, uh, well, it's a godsend, I guess, after <laughs> <laughs> because I, I probably wouldn't have willingly walked up to anyone and just started a conversation and, you know, developed a friendship. And that's just not my nature. So for me, this was like, okay, I get what they're doing, and now I just need to figure out how to get into that. And, you know, as I said before, you know, you guys have been great in that regard. And, you know, I... I look forward to this, because most of you guys, I get to spend time with you guys, and yeah, like like you were saying, Mike, the, the game is fun, but it's just a mechanism to get us together, right? And uh, so I think that was well said. And just a quick point to um, the kids' game. His, I'm stealing Andy's point. <laughs> um, I'll talk about it from a personal, personal perspective. Um, my son loves Dungeons and Dragons he would play it every single day without fail and it's been um, a phenomenal bonding experience for the two of us it's something that we've been able to share um, that's made a real difference and we have something cool to talk about something different to talk about and he had He was in some scenario in a game where he got attacked by a treasure chest, a mimic treasure chest, and he was like, his mind was blown by that, and so we went home, we pulled out the monster manual, we looked it up, we researched it, it's like, man, that's crazy, man, that is crazy, but it's just been like this kind of constant thing that we've been kind of able to... you know, talk about and, you know, enjoy with each other. So I see having that too, that it's just developed another connection point um, with my son. So that's been great too. You fell for our
6: outreach trick. (laughs) (laughs) Which to be perfectly honest was not even a part of it. It was, it was literally just, you know, Jeff had an itch that, you know, he knew that something like this would come out of, uh, the ability to bring people together you know, in the, the Dungeons and you know same experience uh, you know my little fella uh, hesitated at first I, I, I didn't have to push because he'll do anything I say really you know you know if it's if daddy's doing it he wants to do it um, but now we have the way he plays with his toys has changed he his Lego guys go on quests and you know, it's a completely other level of imagination now that he brings to his, his imaginary, imaginative, imaginative play. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been an amazing thing to have become a part of. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. You know, for me, this uh, being able to create
8: a um, time just to hang out with with you guys, um, with you all, is has been great, and I like sharing it in between, as you know, I'm a big one for the text, you know, text. (laughs) Uh, What's about the secret text? uh, The the other text group, there's that one, and it's others. Go ahead and explain that. Tell the audience what
1: you guys did, (laughs) go
8: ahead. (laughs) We excluded you. (laughs) Well, because you're the dungeon master, you can't know everything that we're doing, Um, but that's also been an opportunity to discuss, you know, how will we play together better? How will we do this? How will we do that? And to keep kind of each other, uh, for me, it keeps everybody top of mind. I just, you know, remember, you know, I like hanging out, I like doing stuff together, you know, we have good conversations, sometimes challenging conversations, always great gameplay. So, um, yeah, it's, it's brought something to my life that I didn't have. For me, uh, to go
10: off of that, um, it definitely, like, for a good while there, like, I, I was lacking something in my life, and this group really brought something back. Uh, back in late high school and early college, my best friend, his younger brother, and I, and a couple others in our friend group, were really close knit and pretty big video game players. But after his and his brother's passing, I have just been lacking a gaming group and kind of a group in general. Now that there's actually some fun to do and Kind of people to really just enjoy spending time with, learning, uh, great conversation above boards, so not particularly related to the game, we're all just together, kind of a funny little family, having a good old time here. Yep.
1: Okay. Well, uh, that's all great. Let's uh, let's uh, say our final prayer and then uh, we'll close this session up. All
8: right. <clears throat> I had a prayer, but I, I feel like you guys have inspired something a little bit different. So. Um, God, I want to thank you so much for the people you've brought into our lives, um, the uh, fellowship that you've allowed us to share, uh, and the grace you've given us to uh, to play a game that you know some might find uh, against their um, their senses, but uh, as you know, is nothing but. Uh, pure and and good in our hearts. Uh, We ask you to stay with us during the course of this week um, and to uh, watch over us as we uh, try to share your word with uh, the rest of the local town. Uh, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Faith for All would like to thank Adam Berg, Andy Morin, Autumn Eckmeyer, Jeff Nelson, Jeff Wanderson, Todd Mazira, and Mike O'Malley for their participation in fantastic insights. As always, we are grateful to John Yazardo for making us sound good. Faith for All was created by Cross of Glory Church. If you'd like more information on Cross of Glory, please visit our webpage at crossofglory.com, where you can learn more about the church, see our upcoming events, and watch previous services and sermons. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. Everyone, and we do mean everyone, is welcome to join us at 9.30 a.m. each Sunday morning for worship on our website, Facebook, YouTube, or in person at 14719 West 163rd Street, Homer Glen, Illinois if you enjoyed this podcast please tell your friends family and anyone else you can think of about it faith for all is available on podbean spotify apple and google podcasts or wherever else you find podcasts todd mazera created our original music john uzardo engineered the sound jeff wanderson handled the production duties and i'm your friend and humble announcer andrew thank you for joining us